little background information, Thessalonica was a major city in northern Greece. It was situated on the main highway, east-west highway of the Roman Empire. It was the capital of the Roman province of Macedonia, and it was very loyal to Rome. Paul planted a church on a second missionary journey about 50 AD, and Luke was with him, uh, and he records what happens in Acts chapter 17. Uh, So Paul was there for only about three to five weeks, and then he was falsely accused of something. He was sort of kicked out, and then um, he, he sent Timothy back to check on him, and upon hearing his report, he writes this letter from Corinth to encourage and instruct and equip them in their relationships with Christ. Um, this means that First Thessalonians was one of the earliest documents of the New Testament, uh, and it was only preceded by Galatians and James, and it's also one of the most personal. And so we're going to focus on, on four things today, um, and there's a principle of agriculture. If a tree is healthy, it's going to produce healthy fruit. And in the same way, if there's an unhealthy tree, the fruit won't be as, as good. It won't be as healthy. Um, if a church is healthy, it's going to have and produce healthy fruit. And so what I want to do today is examine the fruit of our church, us, the Christians. How are we? How is the fruit? And as I talked about, you know, it's time to go back to Peru and my, my, I've, I've gained a few pounds, you know. Uh, I should probably start eating a little more fruit. And the, the title of this message, message is Healthy Fruit. And one might ask, you know, Derek, fruit is pretty much all healthy, you know. But there's some fruits better than others. You know, you have your fruits that are high in sugars that you should probably st- try to stay away from uh, and go for fruits that are high in ac- antioxidants, you know, the super fruits. Um, uh, the fruits that I sort of gravitate to are the fruit snacks, fruit roll-ups, Fruit, fruit by the foot. Um, uh, you know, in the mornings, you get the donut. You grab the jelly donuts. It's fruit. It's got purple. Purple's a fruit. Um, and so, but what we want to do is, is look here in chapter one. We're going to look at four characteristics of the healthy fruit of healthy Christians. We give, uh, we're going to start in verse 2. We give thanks to God, always for you, for you all, making mention of you in our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father, knowing, brethren, beloved, your election of God. For our gospel came not into you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, in much assurance, as ye know, what matter of men were among you for your sake? And ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost, so that ye were examples in all uh, that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. Achaia. For you were surrounded, uh, for you sounded out with word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place. Your faith to Godward is spread abroad, so that we need to not speak anything. For they themselves shew of us what manner of uh, entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God, 
and wait for his son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Uh, like I said, the Apostle Paul was the missionary that started this church. Um, we can read about how the church started in Acts 17, verses 1 through 4. And let's turn, let's turn uh, to Acts, and we're going to read that account. And it says this. It says, um, Now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where the synagogue of the Jews. And Paul, as his manner was, went unto them, and three Sabbath days reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening and alleging that Christ must, Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this uh, Jesus, whom I preach unto you, is Christ. And some of them believed and consorted with Paul and Silas, and of the devout Greeks a great multitude, and of the chief women not a few. And so here we see the first point, the first characteristic that we need to have, that we need to have as a healthy fruit. We need to be able to receive the word of God. Receive the word of God. First four states that they believed. And to believe means that they had to hear the word of God. And, when they, uh, and then they heard the word of God. They were consorted, it says, or they were persuaded, and that caused them to believe. And so the first characteristic is that we need to believe, or we need to receive the word of God. In verse 3 of Thessalonians 1, we're going to flip back there, and it says, we, uh, we see what happens when the person receives the word of God. Number one, uh, from verse 3, I'll go ahead and read verse 3 again. Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. Three things that we see when we receive the word of God. We see that God can begin his work of faith in that person. God can start working on the, the life of that person. So when we receive the word of God, God can begin to work in us. The second thing that we can see is uh, we, we start serving God with our gifts, talents, and abilities. So not only is he working in us, we're able to start serving and start edifying the church with our gifts, talents, and abilities. And the third thing is we have assurance of the future, and this ties in with what we've learned this morning. We have assurance in the future because of who God is. We know who God is. We know what God is going to do, and we have the, this assurance. And so when we receive the word of God, God works in us. We can start working in the church, we can start uh, uh, edifying the church with our talents, and then also we can be confident, we can be assured in what God is going to be doing because who God is. And so that's the first thing. We need to receive the word of God. Secondly, uh, we need to reject the idols. We're going to be in verse 9 for this. Second, uh, um, they turn away from idols. For they themselves shew of us what manner of entering in uh, we had unto you, and how ye turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Now, really, when we think of turning away th from idols, we think first turning away from idols and then serving the true God. You know what? 
that's not what God wants from us in our lives. Um, right here, the argument is that they first turned to God, and then God started dealing with the idols in their lives. You know, I don't know about you, but um, when, when we evangelize and we talk to people on the streets and we tell them about how God wants a relationship, many, many times people will say, but I struggle in this area. I'm not good enough in this area. I fall short here. Well, we don't say, okay, go back, go back, fix that stuff, and then come and accept Christ. No. God wants us to first turn to him and then reject idols. The Thessalonians didn't leave their idols and then go out to find God. They turned to God and left their idols. So the second thing we need to do is after we let, the, we let God work in us and let his power work in us, we receive his word, then we can reject idols. The third thing, also in verse 9, is remember God. They remembered God, for they themselves shew of us what manner of uh, entering we had unto you. They remembered God. What is the best way to remember God? It's to serve him. It's to serve him. How do we remember God? We serve him. As we are active in serving, we remember why we're serving. You know what? We have uh, uh, this set here, and there were a ton of people working on getting things together for the VBS. And all these little things, cutting out these flowers here, as people are cutting and getting cramps in their hands, that's a service to the Lord. And you remember why you are doing it. Why do we cut out flowers? Why do we put this elaborate set? It's for the kids to hear about God so that the word of God can have an impact. And as we're serving, and as we're actively serving, we remember why. Um, the times when I, I forget about God is when I'm not really doing anything for his purpose, for his glory. Those are the times when I'm, when I'm idle, I just... I'm wasting my time. That's when you forget about who God is. So you want to be serving God, constantly serving him. That's the best way to remember God. So we receive the word, we reject idols, we remember God. Um, 1 Peter 4.10 says this, Every man hath received a gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of a manifold of grace of God. And so right there, we're called to serve. The moment we accepted Christ as our Savior, God has given us spiritual gifts, he's given us abilities, and we need to use those to edify the church. Serving God takes effort, it takes time, it takes energy. You must be intentional, purposeful about serving God. You serve God by actively participating in the church. You serve God by serving others, by looking for needs and finding ways to fill those needs, by finding those who are hurting and ministering to them in some way, shares the love of Christ with them. That's how we can remember God. And the last thing is reflect faith. And we're going to jump back in verse 8. Verse 8 says, For from you sounded out the word the Lord uh, of the Lord, not only in Macedonia, but Achaia, but also in every place of, of your faith 
God word is spread abroad so that we need not speak anything. The people actively shared their faith. They shared the good news of Jesus Christ wherever they went. They had received God's words and it changed their lives. It set them free and they were faithful to share the same good news with anyone who would listen. So much so is that it said, so that we need not to speak anything. Their lives reflected Jesus Christ. And I think it's great as, as I'm sort of following along in, in, in Peru, I see the churches actively in, in doing outreaches and serving, and I think that's wonderful. That is wonderful, and I think that's a great illustration uh, of actively serving and sharing their faith. It's a reflection of the faith that we have. Um, they serve God through serving others. They also share their faith. You know, it's great to, to serve. It's great to uh, uh, go out and, and do these projects, but also we do need to share. We do need to talk as well. And we can put a lot of excuses of why, why not talk or why will I not share? Why will I keep shut, my mouth shut? Um, but a good place to start if you're scared to share Christ with someone is just start with what you know. Start with your personal life. Uh, one of the best evidences that God exists is a changed life. So you might not know all the verses, you might not know all the, the theological terms, but you can say, you know what? Before I was hopeless, I had no direction, I came to Christ, and it radically changed my life. And just start with what you know. Start how God has worked in your personal life. And so, as we talk about reflecting our faith, it's great to go out and serve, but we also need to go out and talk. But we shouldn't look at that as a burden. We should think of that as something that we are compelled to do because of what God has done for us. And so just start with what you know. Receive the word, reject idols, remember God, and reflect our faith. Finishing right now, I just want to read one verse. Matthew 7.20 Wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. How are, how are our fruits? How, how are our lives this evening? Can we, can we go past a fruit inspection and say, yeah, this is, this is a good fruit? Can we, uh, before God, are we able to say, you know what, maybe I need to change something in my life. Maybe I need to reconsider some things that I'm, that I'm involved with. It's exciting to hear of what God is doing around the world. I love hearing what God uh, does, how God is moving all around the world. It's great to hear uh, in the Dominican Republic. I'm excited for the kids tomorrow, the outreach tomorrow, starting with the VBS. I'm, I'm excited to share what God do, is doing in Peru uh, through, through Word of Life, through our ministry. And 
it's exciting here, but we need to first uh, continue to re-examine and see if the fruits here are healthy.